Good evening, folks. Welcome along to our latest offering here on the Irish Rally podcast. This evening, in association with PFT Travel, Tech and Tools, Rally Connection and SVS Productions, we're delighted to welcome Rally Connection and PFT Travel on board. PFT Travel, well, if you want to go to a hen, to a stag, to a match, to a rally, to the bingo, they're a bus company located in Carroll. They cover the whole lot of Leinster, so... Uh, Give them a shout and you'll get them there on Facebook. Rally Connection needs no introduction, of course. Tom Keneally, very well known. Uh, if you're after a, a stage rally license or a bit of crack more so down there, uh, hit them up. Delighted to have them on board. And we have plenty more news on that front as well. Stay, stay tuned. There's an exciting giveaway, giveaway coming up. So, yeah, uh, that's our sponsors for this evening and for the foreseeable. And thanks to Tech and Tools and SVS Productions as well who've been with us from the get-go this year. We are, of course, building up to... West Cork, and we have a bit to get through. We have a few pre-records to play out. Uh, Jack Shanahan, we caught up with him. We're trying to find out what the foray into rallying from drifting will be like, I suppose. Uh, it won't be a huge surprise to see Jack competing in a rally. We all know John and his history in Irish rallying, and uh, he was a serious operator as well. So that's a, a chat you're definitely going to enjoy. We'll be chatting with Andrew Brown as well, another pre-record that we that we got done. In actual fact, the show was pre-recorded, and just with the essence of time, a mad line of approach, it was actually easier to do with life because we're just running out of time and everything. So here we go in the middle of it. Um, that's just two of the interviews we have coming up. We're going to be chatting with Chris Hyland of HM Productions very shortly. He'll tell us all about the live stream and the ins and outs of it. How does it actually work? You know, uh, what's the time frame? What does the week leading up to it look like? What is the weekend like? How chaotic is it? Um, all those questions he'll be answering very, very shortly. He's going to join us live. Uh, a little bit later on then as well. Yes, he's back. Mr. Anthony Nestor is back with us. Um, he'll be telling us about his, I suppose, experience up in Bishop's Court, the middle of Motor Rally, and a few little bits and bobs that he wants to kind of find out as a result of a few of the rallies recently. And, uh, yeah, a little bit about West Cork this weekend also. Uh, before we jump in and have a chat with uh, Mr. Christopher Hyland, who was uh, waiting backstage, we have a few other bits and pieces to get through as well. So ERC-wise, look, we'll be chatting with Andrew Brown you know, he was successful in ERC3 with John Armstrong. Craig Breen taking top Portuguese championship points there with his sixth overall in the end and surviving a big moment too. Northern Ireland Rally Championship. Uh, we're going to give you the class winners. Round two, of course, the race and rally stages. Bishop's score won by Johnny Greer with Niall Burns alongside Gareth Sawyer, second. Derek McGarty, third. Desi Henry in the C3 fourth. And Desi, of course, out in West Cork this weekend as well. Stuart Brigger staff, Anthony Nestor, fifth. Uh, moving down then to the classes, let's huge here. Just waiting on the list to appear here in front of me. There we go. So class one: Jimmy Mills and Ashley Trimble. Two A: Connor Wilson, Katie Wilson. Class three: Stevie Wayford and Johnny Hart. Uh, Philip White and Brian Rowan second. Peter Dowd, Stephen Dowd's third. Obviously the micro challenge very much at the forefront. So that's two out of two. I think for Stevie Wayford and two second place in a row. I think for Philip White, who we spoke to on last week's podcast as well. Class four. Robert Irwin, Class 5, David Christie, Class 6, James Kennedy, Class 7, Adrian Grant, Class 8, Nicky Cahey, Class 9, Barry Fitzsimons, Class 10, Johnny Greer and Niall Burns, and Class 11, Gary Sawyers, 
and Gart Gilchrist. Moving across to the BRC to keep you up to date with that. Keith Cronin taking second. Keith was, was held up. This course is the, the Malcolm Wilson stages. Was held up for a while on a stage or two. And it's just phenomenal that he's able to go in and be on the pace so quickly after, I think it was six or seven months without any real competitive action. Eamon Kelly found the conditions tricky, but uh, still brought home seventh in the end. Kyle White, when it comes to JBRC, a virtuoso performance, led from start to finish. Uh, Kyle McBride, second. Casey J. Coleman, third. And Johnny Mulholland, successful in class there as well. WRC Mexico this weekend. Also, best luck to all our Irish crews there. So, yeah, a few other bits and bobs to reveal before we get to the end of the programme. But, as we said, we're live on Facebook and we're live on YouTube. Get your comments in. Jared Hughes is uh, on Facebook and he says hi. But uh, by all means, get to us there and we'll give you another shout out. So I'm delighted to welcome Chris Royland of HM Productions to the show. Chris, good evening. How's things? Good evening. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, not too bad. Well, yeah. listen, come here. It's, it's fantastic to have you. And I obviously have a lot of questions. I probably asked a lot of them already out loud, indirectly. <laughs> but you probably got a few of those in the intro. So firstly, I'd, I'd like to ask, right? I mean, you're no stranger to all this crack. You've got a long history of uh, of experience. But can we, can we take it back to, oh, what are we looking at now? Is it Ulster 21 was the first time we did a tournament championship round? Yes. Yes, it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what what was it like then? Obviously, we were we were heavily dependent on on it in the sense that a lot of people, for different reasons, COVID mainly, weren't able to kind of get out and about and stuff, right? So... You look at that and compare it to where you are now. How, what, what's it like? What's it like? Because obviously, I know before that you would have had different experiences of different rallies and different things. So it wasn't you, right? It wasn't you know, mad stuff altogether. But having said that, it was still a tarmac round. It was a big deal. And obviously, a few hairy moments, I would say. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I suppose with, with any with anything new, you've uh, you've got challenges. Um, and uh, with with the Ulster, the Ulster, the first time um, I was out on stage, I think I did the first stage. I did did a camera in the first stage myself, and uh, the the feeling whenever you're starting to power everything up and you're on the phone uh, to the studio engineer um, saying, "Are you getting me?" and 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 you're checking your signal, um, and you're and you're seeing that everything's working. Um, it's a it it was an incredible feeling. Um, we had we had already done a couple of live events. Um, we we had done a Tendergan Clacton rally in two thousand and two thousand nineteen um, in England, which had worked it had worked really really well. But it was the first time we had done we had done a rally here, so it was uh, it was an experience. And uh, I from from memory, we I think we managed to, to to live stream every 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 stage of of the Ulster in twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So obviously, then things pick up in 2022, and we get two or three events under our belt. And now here we are in 2023 with a full, a full season lined up. Um, you know, obviously Galway under the belt. And if we can take it to the present week, then, so what does a typical week look like for yourselves in preparing for an event like this? Is it actually the week of it that you start doing your recce, or is it done a few weeks beforehand, or how does it operate? Um, it it depends. Um, I I did a recce yesterday. Um, I would have preferred to have done it a few weeks ago, but 
say um, for various different reasons. It just it just ended ended up being yesterday, um, and it was actually I was going to go on Saturday, and the weather I uh, played a part in that um, in changing it to yesterday. But uh, um, recce yesterday, I and I'm on a recce. Um, it's very different to very very different, obviously, to someone wrecking um, a rally stage for uh, for an event. Um, I'm I'm looking I'm looking for locations, but I'm looking. And it's very different also to filming. A filming a television program, for instance, um, you're you're looking for a shot, but you're looking for you're looking for signal as well. You're looking for a place that uh, that can tick all the correct boxes. And in in currently in in this in the modern era now, uh, the primary thing is safety. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking for a safe location first of all. Um, secondly, secondly, looking for signal, and third has to be then the quality of the shot, which is. Strange, you'd think that would be the first the first thing in your list, but it, it, it just has to be safety, uh, safety first, then then our then our signal at that location, then our then our shot. Um, after that, it, it's a simple process of starting to put together a plan um, of which crew is where at what time, and it has to be it has to be very rigid. So that's that's been my that's been my day today, putting together uh, the the schedule and the plan. Um, and then that's circulated to the crews uh, that it, uh, everyone approves it or disapproves of it, depending on depending on uh, whether they think it's logistically possible. Um, and then from there, later in the week, uh, we start to prep the studio and the equipment um, ahead ahead of the weekend. So it's it's a lengthy enough process. Mm, all systems go, and I suppose that was one thing I was going to come to you on when we said recce. It wasn't just Growing to pick a spot because I'll know from doing this streaming crack bandwidth, <laughs> it's all about the bandwidth. And that's one thing I was particularly curious about because if you look at some of these locations that you're going to be covering throughout the course of the year, I mean, they're not exactly bandwidth central. So how how do we go about making that happen then? Oh, I I could I could put everyone to sleep with this one. This this is this is extremely technical. Um I I'll I'll keep it very simple. Uh the a number of years ago, a a very forward-thinking French company called Avi West. I uh, developed a piece of equipment, and it's called it's a bonded uh, cellular encoder. Um, that's about as technical as it'll get with <laughs> big, big words. Um, I basically it uses the, the, the mobile phone network. I uh, and takes. Oh, I know the thing you're on about. So there's three or four different phone networks in one box, and if one goes down, you have the other one, kind of a thing, is it? Yes. So we can we can yeah. we can work multiple different phone networks. Um, I we can. We can have you know we we can we we use different types of units uh, at times, but uh, some of them have up to eight SIM cards, um, and can use up to eight different phone networks at a time, depending on on what's needed. So it's uh, it doesn't guarantee a signal. Um, mm. for, for example, West Cork, there are, there are locations um, in West Cork that uh, the only thing getting out of there is a carrier pigeon, and. Uh, it's just it's impossible to to get a phone signal. And I, I I seen that last year um, with West Cork, and uh, you have to know the limitations of the equipment. Um, yeah. And we're like we're talking in megabytes per second. That's that's the 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 reading that we're we're working off. Um, and one megabyte per second, we can get a signal out, but it's not a very good signal, so it's not worth it. Um, I five megabytes per second, you could weld with it. So uh, we're hmm. uh, like at the, st- the start of Ring. I think I did a speed test there, um, and it was uh, a ridiculous amount. It was 
100 megabytes per second um, at the start of ring. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's all dependent on, on signal. There are other ways and means um, of getting a signal. Um, the, the company we work with, Wisecom, um, have a satellite vehicle, um, so we can do that. But but you start to get into uh, big, 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 big yeah. money when you start to use satellite time. Um, but needs must in certain situations. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's funny because I, I would say some of those places around Ireland, you, you struggle to find human life, let alone for a signal, to be honest with you. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. the nature of it and, and the beauty of our, of our stage is that, you know, often there isn't a whole lot of, of households on them, you know, and that's just, the, I suppose, the, the joys of it. But in terms of the actual crew then, so how many people are obviously on the job between, you know, kind, kind of, I, we see the crew on the ground. So we'll see, obviously, we'll see Tony and we'll see the two guys in studio and we'll see Andrew Bush and whoever else is, is bent around the place. But you've got camera people. You've obviously got people in studio feeding in then as well. And you're yeah. in Belfast, I think, pulling the strings while all this is going on, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm in a, a an outside broadcast vehicle um, in, in in Belfast. Um, there would be, uh, I think, in, in Belfast, to be myself, Andrew Bush uh, is now uh, based in Belfast with me on events as producer. Um, so he's he sits beside me um, in the OB. We also have we have t- on West Cork. We have two more people uh, with us working in the OB. Um, who are doing they're they're doing a, a particular role hopefully i'm not i don't I'll, I'll i'll not give too much away because hopefully it'll be a a nice pleasant addition uh to the whole thing and, and take it another another to another level um i'll not say too much in case <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll wait and see how we get on uh but uh yeah we, we uh we we have them and then we offer our studio engineer uh tony wise who who owns the the, the studio and the, the outside broadcast vehicle um and tony's the tony's studio engineer so all the the technical the really really technical stuff comes through tony um he's the man that's that's remotely controlling all the units and and, uh, and getting us the best possible signal and uh, keeps the whole thing on air mm-hmm. and across the weekend so you mentioned You've got Andrew beside you or whatever. Are you then? Are you picking the shots on on what's happening and communicating with the guys, or is Andrew doing the communicating and you just picking the shots, or how oh, does that work? I we're we're both working together. Um, it it depends on who's got a free hand at that moment in time. Um, <laughs> Andrew's and Andrew looks after uh, a lot of the graphics. Um, so that we we know we know it's Andrew looking after it because uh, there's no spelling mistakes. Um if if there's mistakes it's normally it's normally me. Um Andrew's looking after the graphics and uh, and a lot of the communication um especially with the guys in the studio. Um he he keeps on top of them and uh, I'm I'm liaising with the crews that are live at that moment in time um and cutting everything basically. That would be the, the the best way to put it. Um, ch- well, there's lots of other aspects of it. We're, we're we're monitoring the monitoring the stream. We're checking. We're still we're still online on all the different platforms. Um, we're streaming to we're streaming to Facebook. We're streaming to YouTube. We're also on a on a on a second YouTube stream as a backup. Um, so it's belt and braces sort of stuff. Um, we we try and build in backups to everything. So we have backup units we have backup cameras we have a backup equipment in the studio um everything that we have outside we also have inside the studio um set up ready to go so we can literally swap over and and start inside if if something goes wrong so there's a there's a backup to everything um absolutely everything possible 
I think it's very nerve wracking though. I can imagine if I was in charge of the operation, not to be putting the heebie jeebies now, but like across the weekend as it's unfolding, you don't get a second. And it is, you know, edge of the seat stuff. And if there is any sort of a scary moment, it's not nice. <laughs> I've been there. No. <laughs> no. Um, the, uh, in, in, regards, in regards to an event, if. <sighs> Obviously, I've, I've I've sort of said it before to a few people. Events are quite uh, they're 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 nearly like a living, breathing thing. You know, they're 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 constantly evolving, they're constantly changing and moving. And uh, um, and people who don't know a lot about rallying and and come into come into that environment, they find it very alien because it's like they're used to sporting events to to or, sorry, football events, rugby events. They're used to the sort of sports that are. You know, time. You know, this is the time it's going to start at, and this mm. will be this will be when it starts. And uh, all of a sudden, it's a rally, and uh, they're you know, oh, it's a lot why of mm. Yeah, but why haven't we started yet? Oh, the stage is running twenty minutes late. Oh, right, okay. What do we do? What do we do? Nothing. Stage is running twenty minutes late. We keep on the guys in the studio, and uh, they, you know, and and that's and that's one of our that's one of our big advantages. We've we have the two guys in the studio who are just such an incredible mind of knowledge, and they tie the whole thing together. Um, they're they're able to they're able to fill fill so much space um, without without making it seem like they're filling space and they they can they they have they have such a mind of knowledge in all aspects of rallying around the world and uh, they and and what's in front of them as well um, so they're able to they're able to do that and we're also we're also uh, we all always have some VTs uh, lined up as well we have uh, a bit of something with a bit of history on the event mm. uh, or this year with, with with Galway we had a couple of features on on the classes um, we kind of we've thought it, it's a good idea to try and uh, educate people on the sport as well um, there's a lot of I suppose a lot, a lot of lack of knowledge on, 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 on what the new modern classes are um, the, the FIA classes the Rally 2 uh, Rally 2 Rally 3 Rally 4 etc um, so uh, we've tried to we've tried to do that and we're going to keep doing that throughout the year we're going to have a look at, uh, at other classes modified historics and um, get a bit of an, an insight on yeah on what on what they actually are I tell you Chris one, one thing that I actually meant to show it after Galway on the live review but I just did not get to it was the segment when the car went off because I actually thought it beautifully highlighted how to deal with a situation like that when it unfolds, not just from a rally organizational point of view and you know how the procedure should work from the competitor getting out of the car from Marshall going across, but also from your point of view, knowing that I don't show this until I know I know it's common sense, but I've seen a lot of other things where stuff is shown that that shouldn't be. You know, I thought. That was handled well from from everyone's point of view. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's something that's very much in my mind about incidents, um, and we're very we we have we have a procedure in place to deal with to deal with lots of different scenarios, um, and there's a lot there's there's a lot of planning, a lot of a lot of uh, thoughts went into to making sure we protect the sport, um, and uh, to put out something that shouldn't be out there um, would be would wouldn't be good. But the way the way those marshals dealt with that with that uh, incident in uh, in Galway was textbook, and I think the, I think the commentator said said the same at the time. And I sat there and I turned to Andrew Bush and I said, "We'll just stick on this. These guys have these guys have got it, and they they dealt with it amazingly." Um, and the I think I think it was noted there was a hesitation from the cameraman um, because he he actually 
panned away initially, um, and he was hesitant about showing uh, showing anything until he realised that the crew got out of the car and they were fine. Mm. Which is uh, the correct and... thing to do. Like it was, you know, some people would say hesitation in in terms or in the sense of not knowing what to do, but it was actually correct and fully in the know what he was mm. actually doing. I thought, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was actually my one of my other cameramen pointed out the uh, that the with the, the, the cameraman I I have on on uh, had had on Galway in particular. Um, there was over a hundred years of broadcast experience between them. Um, they're they're really really experienced uh, broadcast cameramen, and uh, they bring a lot of professionalism to it. Um, and a lot of a lot of knowledge. Um. And it's they're 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 really really valuable asset uh, to the whole production. We're nearly at the latter end here now, Chris, and I'll have you out the gap. But a couple <laughs> of things before before we finish up, uh, the like another thing that struck me in Galway was the first run of the Black Road not going. We were actually beside one of your cameramen on location two, and obviously the news emerges. And how how like that's part of the plan, I suppose. You had the contingency in place, so you were able to say, I actually don't know what gentleman's name is, and I apologize. You were able to say. Just say wherever it is, John. Okay, off you go to stage eleven, location fifteen, or whatever. Is that basically the way it was, or? Um, in 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 regards to uh, they they were they were they were sent they're sent to that location, yes. Um, and the uh, in in case of Galway, the the, the banner crew, the, the the signage crew had been round and and put all the signage out of that location. And I I was sitting in the studio looking at the pictures from there, and uh, I was seeing how good a shot it was and uh that we had that in that particular one we we, took, we had a two shot we had uh them coming up the road uh over over the crossroads which was a bad bump yeah and around and the corner right, yeah mm. round through round through the trees and then picking them up second camera um around the corner and i looked at it all and uh, i and i remember i do remember coming onto the, the comms with with the guys and she said stay where you are the shot's perfect. So I can't, and knowing that the stage is going to, the stage is being ran twice more, um, and knowing the, the other locations I had, that was one of the, that was the second best of the three. So I thought, yeah, we'll leave, we'll leave them in, in situ. And the same thing happened, happened the previous day um, with stage, I think it was stage three. I could be wrong. Yes, it was stage, stage three. Um, there, the, the crew were in place at a jump. And the stage got cancelled um, for for some reason, um, and I left the crew in place. And it it was it's just it 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 was an easier option. Um, they're moving in the direction of the stage as well to 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 travel through to the next location. So it was easier to to leave them in place. And uh, uh, the stage it's already set up. We haven't got the shot, um, so it's not as though we're we're showing the same location again, um, even though we showed the cars driving through. Um, it's one of those things. I, I've I've encountered as a cameraman. I've encountered it before, where uh, you're 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 standing there and you've got you've got this brilliant shot lined up and you're ready you're ready to go and uh, that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, just before we we finish up, another addition to the package this year is the highlights that comes after. So, you know, I can't think of the exact duration, but we had somewhere was a 10 or 15 minutes of, of a highlight reel after after Galway so that's that's a nice addition because we've always argued that point here on the podcast we we've a lot of debate here which I don't wish to really drag you into but it is something obviously that not by design you're kind of 
a part of, right? The people would say, oh, well, look, they don't want the TV, all the streaming. And I'd be always saying, like, obviously the guys have the, the shots. They can make a highlights package. Um, yeah. And yes, I suppose the, the downfall is that doesn't always get TV. Can you could you understand and resonate? I suppose where the opposite side comes from in relation to the TV stuff, and obviously with the standard of what you have there, if maybe wherever it is the organizer saw, you know, if it was their wishes, I suppose, and if the money was there, most importantly, that that is obviously fit for broadcast quality on TV as well, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, the there's there's a lot there's a, a lot of different opinions on on, on television. Um, at, uh, yes, you know, we, we, every, everything we shoot is it's it's uh, it's HD, it's full HD broadcast quality. Um, the equipment we're using, we realistically, um, we could press one button and we're to a television station. Um, it's it's that's that's the way it is. The the uh, um, the live stream setup we have is is fully capable of broadcast, um, mm. live broadcast. That is, yeah, because um, you do work so, for UTV and. Stuff as well, yeah. I've 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 worked with 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 lots of broadcasters over the years, yeah. um, and uh, the actually the equipment we use is used the same equipment as uh, the same type of equipment is used by by UTV, um, mm. and um, so it's you know it's it, it's all it's all very broadcastable uh, what we're mm. doing, um, te- television coverage wise, um, the sport the sport has completely got away from it now. Um, and you know, it, it, and the BRC is the same, and everyone's everyone's got away from television, and it's it's not it's not for the want of it. From obviously, people people still do want television, and I understand that. Um, it's 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 in particular the broadcasters, and I've spoke to lots of broadcasters over the last number of years, pre-COVID, um, and and the latter the latter sort of uh, part of COVID in the, the last couple of years now, and uh, there's no demand from the broadcasters. And that's that's where the problem the problem seems to come with it. Um, they, the likes of UTV, they they don't have a place for, for Irish rallying anymore. Um, and BBC have no interest. Um, and that's that's the way. In, in, in particular, in the north. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's the the case then, Chris, sorry, sorry to jump across you, but it's probably mm-hmm. a case where unless I'm only putting this out there now as hazarding a guess, right? But unless you come with a big check, it's it's probably not going to happen. Is that is that what really has changed over the years? I I don't think that would make too much of a difference. Um, okay. I don't I don't I don't think I don't think to I uh, I don't think to bring to bring money to the table would, would make an overly large amount of difference. Um, it would it would really depend on on where they think they're going to get viewing figures. And uh, um, some broadcasters obviously they, as well they they have a certain certain requirements. And they have a certain amount of local uh, local programming to show. They have a certain amount of sports to show, and a lot of them tick that boxes with 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 sports uh, uh, like football and rugby and golf, and uh, you know they, they already they already tick all those all those boxes. Um, so it's uh, it's become increasingly difficult, and it's a big effort to put a television program out, and it's increasingly difficult to to do. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of issues with rights and different things with with music, and uh, there's a lot of checks that they have to go through, and and it's the, the increased expense that's there as well to do that. Um, so it's become more difficult in recent years to to make that happen. Physical checks and paychecks, as you <laughs> pardon the fun, but yeah, Chris. I mean, 
fair play for, for being honest and, and, and for it with that because that's not the reason I brought John. I brought John to get insight, but I said, you know what? Well, you see, we might as well ask him because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's comments that we get here regularly. And, you know, it's great that you've actually given your kind of view on it and given us a great insight into the whole thing, you know, just to, to wrap I, it up like. I, I work I work in broadcast uh, very, very regular. Um, I work on I, on a couple of fairly major motorsport events um, and they're, they're broadcast, well, some, some are broadcast the, the night of um, and some are broadcast a few days later. And I, you know, I, I still, I still, I'm still fond of, of, of television broadcast. It, it, it's, it's not, I'm not a, I'm not against it. I'm not in, in any shape or form, but I, th- this is the direction the sport's gone and we're doing everything we can to, to make it as mm. good as possible. The absolute best um, we can for, for the viewer. Um, and, you know, WRC has went that direction. Yes, there's still broadcast programs, but it's gone live. Everyone loves it, and uh, hopefully we can hopefully we can sort of bring bring the Harsh Tarmac Championship as close to that um, on on our budget as we possibly can. Good stuff. Well, look, it's great to have it. I think it's a fantastic facility, especially when you can't get down to it. It's not always easy for people to get from one end of the country to the other, especially with the rising cost of everything at the minute. So it's fantastic service, Chris. And all I can say is the very best luck this weekend for the rest of the year. And thanks a million for joining us here this evening. All right. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks a million. Chris Highland there of HM Productions. Get your comments in. We're live on YouTube and on Facebook. And a little bit earlier, I spoke with this man, Mr. Jack Shannon. We welcome Mr. Jack Shanahan to the fray. What's the story, boss? How are you? Are you well? Not too bad, no. Not too bad. Well, listen, Jack, come here. You're well known in drifting circles, British titles, Irish titles, all over the world. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've done you've done a fair amount. What are you, 23? Uh, yeah, 23 now. Yeah, but been drifting for like 10 years now, just just over 10 years, so a long time all the same. <laughs> yeah, and even from Connor's point of view, actually, I want to just jump into this straight away because I had a laugh there. It was the last week before Red Bull had a, a thing up about him. He only did the driving test the other day, did he? Yeah, he actually, he like he had the provision of a few years there, but uh, he only passed it there recently because obviously trying to get time is fairly hard, yeah. like during the summer season and stuff. And in the off season, we try to do as much as we can out, out, outside of the car as well. But he, um, yeah, he only passed it there. I think it was two weeks ago now. So he's finally a full license driver. <laughs> yeah, that's mad, mad stuff altogether. But it's great that you can get a flavour for that sort of stuff before you need a road license at all, isn't it? Isn't it classic? Oh, you can do yeah. that, like. Yeah, like it's that's probably the best thing about drifting. Like when you're like when I started when I was twelve, so like I was able to jump in the car and like once they seen that you were able to drive, they, you were allowed to drive on. Like you know, like there was kind of no issues or anything like that. You know, that was the yeah. same for Connor. Like he was like Connor was like ten, ten or eleven. Like when he first like done his first track day. Like so, it's fairly fairly insane. Like you were allowed to just drive on, but that's the thing. Like the speed, the speed and drifting like and like a low level is not that crazy. Like so, there's no real chance of like getting hurt or anything. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're talking about this from a competition point of view, but you boys are probably behind the wheel when you're five or six or seven, yes? Uh yeah, I think I was like four or five when I first started driving around the field. So like <laughs> literally out the womb and uh straight into the car. So that's oh, funny. Man. Yeah, well, look, come here. I'd expect nothing less. So obviously, um, it is what we mentioned a few times on the podcast. What the Uncle Jerry used to obviously drive for for Big John back in the yeah. day, right? Yeah. And, uh, it's mad, like Eboys were nippers, like at that stage. I know all of us slap here. Eboys are in in the take of it and doing and doing mad stuff, right? But what I'm about to say is that it's not a huge surprise to see 
how well you guys are doing before we go talk about escort now right it's not actually a huge surprise to see that because mm. your old boy was fairly versatile right so he was into the rallying obviously into the stock car race and the buggy and stuff i remember him up here in, yeah. uh what do you call it jerusalem not the israeli one now the carlo one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. halfway down that back stretch boy he used to throw that joke sideways and uh we passed out lads sideways i just I was like, yeah insane but very talented obviously and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's, you know, it's in the family, basically, you know? Oh, yeah, sure, like, ever since we were little, like, we've, I think I was, like, I don't know, I was, like, three weeks old, and, like, I was at my first, like, like, hot rod day, like, literally, uh, eating potatoes, like, at three three weeks old, like, you know, at the side of a, of a camper van, like, in a field, basically. So, it was always in the blood, like, obviously, with mem and dad, both driving as well, mm. like, it really made us... Like, it's all I ever wanted to do was to drive something, like, you know, it's not like I ever wanted to do anything else, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll turn our attention to rallying then. Um, like, before you got into the drifting, was there a hankering to, to actually go rallying? And, and why now all of a slapjack that you decided to maybe have a crack at? Uh, yeah, like, so, obviously, when I was, like, I think I was 10, I done my first, like, a uh, couple of race, days racing in Rose Green and stuff, and, like, obviously... All they ever wanted to be was a rally driver because, like, never really heard of drifting at the time. And uh, then, obviously, James Dean and Mike Dean literally just live two seconds over the road. So they used to come over here because uh, Mike Dean actually never had a tire machine. And uh, he used to come over and change his tires here. Like, some days he'd come over in the drift car. And, like, once he, he took me for a spin one time in a S13 that he had. And I'd say it was from that night on, I was like, geez, I need to do this. Like, you know, like, it was just unbelievable just being able to go fast and sideways and just, you know, really express yourself through like driving the car in whatever way you want like because there's no there's no clock like you know you can just drive as you want to drive and that's it and you get judged after like your your style basically you know and like i love that air like that essence of it you could say but uh like the rallying thing like dad used to hate drifting wouldn't take me to a drift event wouldn't ever like nothing like still the lads used to come over like and They'd be like the dad, like, you know, I'll take that thing for a spin, like, it's got real power, like, and my father, like, get it out of the yard, like, he doesn't want to even look at it, like, you know, and, uh, like, obviously, all he ever wanted was rallying as well, you know, and when we grew up, obviously, the rallying had to take a back seat for him, so he went back to, like, doing autograph racing and stuff with them, and then me and Connor got into, like, all of that stuff as well, and, uh, yeah, then we just bought the first drift car, and dad was kind of half fell in love with it then, so the rallying kind of took a back seat, but... From the minute I first got on the road, like I was always like, geez, like I need to do a rally, like you know, and even Connor's the same. He's itching to get a spin in a rally car as well, but obviously the the full license held him up there for a while. So now that he's got that, he'll be able to apply for his Motorport Ireland license and stuff and um hopefully get out maybe this year as well. But uh we'll see. But yeah, rallying has always been something I wanted to do. Like it's like all of my all my childhood has been all rallying, like you know, like I've always looked up like to like Colin McRae and all of the all those kind of people. Like, it's always what I wanted to do is like you know, just going down a back road like as hard as you can. <laughs> you can't beat it, like I'd say. Yeah, and I suppose with uh, I'm sure there was kind of contractual obligations and all that the last couple of years, and obviously clashes then and travel time and stuff. How how is it coming about now then? So you bought yourself a Corolla, I think, or you're you're in a Corolla anyway. So talk us through the yeah. process. Uh, so about. I think it was like a year and a half ago, I was like, to Connor, I was like, we need, like, we need to get a rally car between us, like, and, you know, like, we need to try to do some, do some sort of a rally, you know, because I was like, there's no point just keep talking about it, like, and obviously it's expensive and things like, you know, and, uh, so we were like looking at a few cars there for the last while, and then that twin cam came for sale, and, uh, Dad was like, 
I want to do a rally as well. So we were like, you know what? We'll just like, we'll just get the car and it'll be like a, a family car, basically. So, yeah, obviously I've been handed the keys first for West Cork. But, um, yeah, it's like, the, that's kind of how it came about. Like, we just like we were just talking about it for a while and we were just like, you know what? We, if we have a car, we'll do a rally, you know? But, like, obviously when you don't have the car, you'd like, you know, the interest isn't really there to get a push on to do it, like, you know? Yeah. That's mad. Big John still has the Grawford anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's done a few tests over down the road as well, and he hasn't lasted anyway, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. Well, look, you have Mikey Welsh in beside you, I think. Mikey obviously will be mixed up with Mick Lonergan, who I know quite well yeah. in this direction. So, uh, yeah, it's mad. It's, it's a very small little community, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, Mikey is from over the road, like, and he's been into drifting and stuff, like, for years and stuff. Like, and obviously... He'd been very good friends with James and Michael Sheehan and stuff like, and he actually works for James Dean at the moment now as well. So, like, I would have got fairly close in there for the last uh, just over a year since started working with James and stuff like. We've been at the same event and all that kind of crack. So, when I decided to do the rally, that was like the one thing I was like, I need someone that has a bit of experience, like you know, because I literally don't have a notion about going to a rally. Like, I'm just ready to drive, and that's kind of it. Like everything else, I don't have a clue yeah. about really. So, um, I was like, you know, like Mikey. He's definitely a man that I wanted to, you know, he's the experience and he's fairly good at what he does as well, like, you know, and, and I like what about Mikey as well is that he's also a good driver, so he, mm. he can he can really give us, like, pointers, not just from the book, like, he can actually give us, like, a bit of his knowledge as well from behind the wheel. Mm. So as all systems go, you're going to be wrecking Thursday slash Friday or whatever, and the reason yeah. for that is, obviously, the weekend gone, you had the, the drift games and stuff, so it's, it's fairly yeah. hectic, like. Yeah, no, it's fairly busy, and, uh, like, obviously working at home here as well, like building cars and things. So I have my own car, like my own drift car it needs to be rebuilt and stuff at the moment. And I'm out in five weeks time for the round one of Drift Master Championship as well. And uh, it's only a bare shell in the shed at the moment. So still lots of work to do there as well. So it's fairly hectic now from, this is kind of like go season now from like this point on, it's going to be no breaks again, really. Yeah. And who's on the spanners the weekend then? Uh, does that, the same as the drift crew really, we'll, um, we've got yeah. one or two of the lads coming down. So, We'll see. I've obviously I don't have a clue what occurs in service at, at a rally, like you know. So the boys don't have a clue either. Oh, really. Hopefully, not a whole lot to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, all they have to do is just check the tire pressures and stuff, and uh, we'll uh, give her a spanner check and drive on. But um, yeah, other than that, we'll uh, we'll worry about everything else in the day, I suppose. Yeah, and sure, look, you, you strike me as the type of guy that takes it in his stride and just goes and enjoys it anyway. And I suppose, you know, is that the realistic target, or have you got bigger fish to fry, even though it's the first outing? Ah no, geez, we're we're gonna go now and enjoy ourselves, and whatever happens, happens. I suppose. Like obviously, Saturday we'll we'll just tip around. We'll get the the feel. Like I I won't get a chance to test. Like so, I haven't driven the car on a road like before the weekend or anything. Like you know, so it'll literally be brand new to me from the first countdown. Like and uh, like I obviously the last thing I want to do was wreck the thing. So we'll uh, we'll try to keep it between the ditches anyway for the first day. And um, on Sunday, if we feel a bit comfortable, we can push on a small bit. Like but. At the moment, there's it's not like we're going for results or anything. Just kind of go down now and just get the buzz of it, really. Like, you know, that's all I ever wanted was to pass someone in the ditch that I know, like, absolutely full tilt, like, you know. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll do that first and then we'll see if we're any good. And if we are, we might give a push on. But other than that, we're just there for the crack, really. Good stuff. And just to confirm, have you fully prepped that between the whole lot of you, like, or is there someone else kind of prepping it for the weekend? No, everything is done here at home. The, uh, I've always... Every every form of motorsport I've ever done, I've always done everything to the cars myself, really. So, like, even when we went back autographing last year, we got the cars ready ourselves. Like, everything is always done here at home. So, it's a 
makes you a bit, bit more comf- comfortable in the car, I think. Like, I obviously, I have faith in other people's work, like, but just when you do it here yourself, you know, you, you're after working that bit harder for it, so it kind of pushes you on a bit further, like. Mm-hmm. Yep, so if something goes wrong on you, you can't blame too many people on it. <laughs> Exactly. One of your own yard. Yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. Well, listen, Jack, all I can say is enjoy it. Thanks a million for coming on Derrish Early Podcast and uh, we'll chat again soon, all right? No hassle at all. Cheers. Appreciate it. There you go. So that was the chat with uh, Jack Shannon. Now, momentarily, we're turning our attention to ERC. There is talk about West Cork in here as well, of course. Well, Andrew Brown was alongside John Armstrong. Now, one of the striking things that Andrew says during the course of this uh, conversation is a comparison between John and uh, another legendary uh, figure of Irish rallying. So have a little listen to this one. As we turn our attention to the ERC and Andrew Brown enjoyed a wonderful weekend alongside John Armstrong in Faf. He joins us here on the podcast now. Andrew, how's things, man? Uh, good. Um, just back, uh, literally, um, in the van, as you can see. So... Uh, I'm uh, not home just yet, but uh, had a fantastic weekend uh, last minute um, um, asked to go. So it uh, all was sort of very quick and uh, didn't really get even know what I would put myself into. But it was um, it was absolutely uh, unbelievable. And the team um, that's around John, uh, the M Sport Poland, uh, was savage. So it was, it was actually something surreal to see it at that level um, and to be involved with it and to be at the pace we were at was was brilliant. Like so. Yeah, and obviously taking honours there as well, ERC3, yeah. so happy with that. Yeah, look, we didn't have much competition in the in the class, uh, but uh, the main thing that we were going there for was to basically try and beat as many R2 cars, the Rally 2 cars, um, as we could. Um, and uh, in fairness, uh, we did do what we were planning to do. We got, got to finish at top 20, uh, finish at 20 at overall, so... Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a it was a savage weekend. Now. Um, a lot of work in it, like, uh, and that's something that I have I didn't realize as much that what's involved in it. Um, but the effort that these lads at that level put into these rallies is uh, phenomenal. Like, and that, but when you put the effort in, you can see the results you can get. Like, and a strong believer in that. And, and what we did, we put in some effort um, over there with the. Uh, doing the notes at night and everything just getting ourselves set up for the next day and uh, as you say it worked out well like so yeah i'm gonna just backpedal a slight bit right so you landed sometime around lunchtime and yeah. as you record <laughs> like it's only it's only been a few hours and you're already back in the thick of it again right and in a couple of days time no doubt obviously maybe in a different landscape you might even down a west court a weekend god i don't know if you would or wouldn't with jack but i know you're going to be there this weekend yeah. so are we looking at a thursday slash friday thing then just a couple of days working between like is this is this how it's operating this is real life like isn't it yeah that's it yeah well it's uh yeah so i've been with work wise it's it's uh training trying to keep everyone happy is the biggest thing uh, with with my customers like like in fairness i've some loyal people who i deal with and they understand uh what i do so with going to these rallies but the opportunity of going to portugal you know you can understand it but we have um west cork this weekend so i really only have tomorrow and wednesday to get as much done as i can and then away with jack then wednesday night like so it's uh it is all go but look at it the as I just say to some people, there's 24 hours in the day, so you can try and do as much as you can. Like, you know, the, the rallying is uh, one thing, uh, but you do have to get the work done, like, you know, so. 
But uh, yeah, we get the next couple of days will be very busy. Yeah, ABR signs. Am I giving this correct title? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's you it. have the floor here now, Andrew. You have yeah. the floor, <laughs> but you're busy. You're, I know you. I know you're flat with it, like, and you know it's. I, I think it's a very interesting industry, to be honest. Um, and obviously it kind of collates and matches up quite well with the rallying side of things. So we've seen some outstanding liveries and everything up and down the country, and uh, yeah, it is. It is quite cool. Now, just in relation to that, though, in particular, is there much kind of car wrap stuff that you get to do, or is it more kind of commercial? Yeah, uh, I do both, but I, but I try to be honest i try and stay away from the motorsports uh, if i can um i have i have a lot of customers that have built over the years like so um i started the motorsports stuff in fairness it, it takes up a lot because when you're dealing with designing a car and then trying to wrap it and wanting another like it's uh like if every rally person wants the nicest looking car and then they have maybe 10 or, or so companies logos that need to be put on them and there's a lot of work in it because when you're when you get a logo from someone they'll send it to you off a phone and they think it's good enough for printing but it's not and so you end up then maybe having to recreate it and one thing another and it's it's just it takes a lot and i have a lot like i would have done a lot of it at the start and uh but as as the years have gone on like a lot of my customers would be rally people you know mm. and, and that's so and would be a, always through the motorsport that i got the connection with someone and and that's so it's uh but i don't do a lot of rally cars i'm actually had to be pushing them on to some of the other lads so i'd be dealing with uh declan boyle there um with his signs and a few of the other lads i'd be i'd be passing on work to them that comes to me so um so i don't i don't i don't mind when even some of my own customers go get their cars done somewhere else because it's sort of as i say it takes pressure off it does like to be fair so yeah but. yeah and uh, i suppose like i think it is the, the whole concept of someone coming to you with a blind canvas and putting their trust in you is is great in one sense but it's also a stressful enough procedure because there's an over and back then and all the wild time is taken. Time is going into it, but the job is not getting done. <laughs> so yeah, I can imagine it's you know a tedious enough process at times. Yeah, like look at you can you can you can get some some work that'll happen, and you could send someone something, and it's straight away it's perfect. And yet we go with that, and then you get someone that'll be pulling the teeth out of your head, like <laughs> you know, so it's uh, you know, and the best of it all is like you 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 go put them the the effort into it, and then. You go to the rally and you could go to the first stage and the car might need to be redone again and be destroyed like you know with mm. over a hedge or something but that's the joys of motorsport i suppose like so it is indeed boss so <laughs> when, you, when you mentioned there in relation to the weekend and being alongside john like i opened the correction i think it's the first time you're alongside him competitively and you can correct me if i'm wrong on that i was which now were you with john for the first time competitively yeah. at the weekend yeah. Yeah, yeah i was thinking i was thinking that right so how just how talented is he because we hear unbelievable stuff about him number yeah. one and the other thing you referenced earlier was the difference in the i suppose the demands of, of what's involved so i'll double those in together yeah well he well john is incredibly talented like and to witness it being in the car with him it's just it's it's something mad i spoke to a few people about it from the weekend like and it's like the pace that we were on over the weekend was nuts like and to see what he was able to do in that car with the power that we had compared to the um rally two cars and it's just it's it's mental like like he just he carries the speed um 
in places where you're like how can you do this like this is uh it's like but he he just he's so he just has has that raw talent um in him like uh he puts the effort into it like you know and he's he's so good with his notes and the detail that he has in them like before um i went over obviously i i had to understand his notes he sent me his dvds and he sent me like his um spreadsheet of what everton meant and that and to see the the detail that he goes into it you can understand um like why he is so fast but uh you can what one thing as i was saying yeah that's what i was going to say is like i felt like at the speed we were doing it was nearly one of the safest drives i was in like okay. and, yeah like and hit, you just felt so safe with him like it's at that speed like and like there's some videos there and I, I got one there today. I must stick it up on Facebook, but it's uh, from outside of the cam uh, car. Like, and it's just seeing us just drifting from left to right, probably in fourth or fifth gear. Like, and it's just nuts. Like, but I, I, I know from sitting in the car, John to say, well, did you see much in there? I said, I see nothing. Like that. It was just your nonstop calling notes, but it was so, so comfortable. Like, and, it, uh, like if he was in a rally two car like the, the lads he was racing in the um junior world championship over the last couple of years they were in the rally two cars and putting in times fastest times and he he'd be well able for it because he was beating them in the car when he was up against them so i can't see uh, uh why like he shouldn't be in one of them cars like he they really if anyone was able to help mm. him um he's incredibly uh, talented like but uh like i as we done the podcast on rory that was the last person and no disrespect to the people i've sat with in the past but like on gravel like when i sat with rory in a test it was unbelievable but when i sat in with john now it just opened my eyes to what can be done but especially in that car like you know because the power in it is not like we're coming out of junctions uphill and he's dogging it to trying to get it to go as quick as he can up it and but the speed he carries when he gets the speed up in it and then when he's coming down breaking into something tight the speed he puts it into it you just question how does this work like how is it like and as i say it was savage to see it from the inside and to experience it and uh yeah, so we'll see. But that's uh sounds, sounds class, man. Like, and it's a fair that's a fair statement to make to to draw that comparison, you know. And I know you're not the type of guy that would draw it without uh no you know, without without just I suppose provocation as the fella said, for want of a better phrase. So yeah, that's that's quite interesting. And the demands then, the second part of that question. Um what yeah. what how different is that now to what maybe you'll be facing into when you go down to West Cork on Wednesday night? <laughs> but then, uh, it depends what I say it is Jack will have us looking at DVDs and stuff. <laughs> uh, we were the the whole um, the time like, like I'd say every night um, I'd say we got I'd say four or five hours night of sleep like you're you're up early in the morning heading for the team you're doing your whole day's um, rally like Saturday we were in I think the M Sport tent I think it was a half six in the morning or seven and then we we uh didn't get back to the accommodation till quarter to 11 
and then we started doing uh well we got cleaned up and then we started doing the dvd uh or the videos from the onboards we had from the recce and went through the notes of the sunday stage so we were just finished just close to 12 o'clock like and uh you know then back up first thing again in the morning away and like then john when we were having the breakfast in the m sport tent he was uh watching the video then again just on him on his own without me calling the notes so i'm like but uh yeah the effort that's put in between that and and the team like and uh, something i've never seen before the difference with like we set up a whatsapp group with myself john and engineer and the the chat between john and engineer the whole weekend was absolutely nuts with the setup of changing this and changing that and we were changing a car in between stages we were like the setup like and uh it was just the 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 from a click two clicks to here go this way go that way like it's uh incredible and the feedback john was able to give you know and it mm. just shows his professionalism of knowing the car and knowing you know that he finds that it's not biting on the back so will we do this and then the engineer will go yeah try this and we'll go with that and like we had a good test on the wednesday and uh um which was in the real wet conditions which we did get on the saturday uh and then as it changed then to yesterday it was far nicer um stages with the, the weather being dry so the setup then was changed again and we were playing around with it but it uh but the the effort of uh between them all like and uh, uh it's it is it's uh it was savage to see it and and witness it firsthand like of uh what it is to to be at that level like um, but as i i'll say it again he needs to get into a rally two car because uh it'll be something else uh, for what he can do in a rally three car uh, you know and beat people and be so close like if you look at our times against you know the the lads um that are well known in like even uh his competitors from last year our times were within 10 seconds on a on a like 12k stage like you know and our i think our stage uh was at the first stage yeah it was the first stage from saturday mor- saturday morning we were only i think was was a 12 seconds off fastest stage time over a 10k stage like which was unbelievable like you know so um but uh but yeah that is uh that's john's ability there like it's uh he, he mm. is and that's the demands as well that uh you know yeah. the difference between that that kind of level or whatever but yeah. you know you sounded like uh, you really enjoyed it and a hanker for more all that as well in general i suppose decent decent showings from from our crews over there and uh craig got away with murder with particular <laughs> i'm sure you saw that video afterwards yeah uh, we, we ourselves we done the same ourselves yeah. uh went up on two wheels but we didn't carry it as long as he did but we did because when we got to the end of the stage i was like what happened there and he said it just caught into the rut and it fired it up on its 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 side like and uh, yeah and when it came about craig's one he says did you see craig's of that same spot where we were and i was like no so he showed me the video and i was like no way like (laughs) they were lucky like you know uh but yeah. uh yeah but that was the the, the the like sure you see the shakedown there was four cars rolled on it like you mm. know went into the roads paddy o'brien one of them like you know so mm. yeah uh, yeah and you know what though great great to see such a contingent over there but andrew i know we're, we're getting tight on time and you have a few bits of bobs to do so last question then just on west court this weekend i mean we, we kind of say this the whole time but the entry list is staggering you see the amount of reserves like <laughs> i'm hopeful as the year goes on that this sustains um if it does 
I mean, it's remarkable that people can actually afford it, number one. And generally, as you know, by the time Donegal comes around, a lot of events do kind of taper off slightly because of the cost of doing that particular event in itself. But yeah. this weekend is just immense altogether, isn't it? I'm sure you're looking yeah. forward to it. Oh, yeah, really. Um, myself and Jack have been there before. Didn't have a great rally when we were there. So, as you'd say, we've unfinished business. But um, I, I will, I'm i really looking forward to it. Was, um, the, the stages down there are, are savage. Like, and uh, uh, the competition will be brilliant. Like so, And, and being it's the Paddy's weekend, there's always something special about it. So, uh, mm. there'll be good crowds around. So, I actually haven't even um, thought much of it because of so much with Portugal. So, I uh, need to sort of now tune in, well, if I can, between work and, and Wednesday. Yeah. Look, it, it's, uh, no, it'll be it'll be good crack uh, this weekend. It'll be a bit less pressure, uh, but uh, uh, it still will be pushing on uh, as much as we can because uh, Jack does go well down that side of the country. So um, all all uh, all the, the whole um, plan will be for a good push anyway, so... Good stuff, good stuff, Andrew. Well, look, I suppose the Paddy's Day being on Friday as well, will add a nice little bit to the whole weekend there. Um, I don't know exactly at the time of recording what way things have, have set up. Is uh, is the ceremony to start coming behind the Paddy's Day parade? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And I'm only saying this tongue in cheek now, but uh, it is going to be a bumper weekend. We'll give ABR signs a show. We'll give Jay Newman Auto Service a show and Kyo Crisps, and there's a heap of other. I can't think of it at the minute either, but look, we tried our best, Andrew. So yeah, there we go. The very best luck to you anyway, and and well done at the weekend there. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. There you go. That was a chat with Andrew Brown. So himself and John Armstrong, 20th in FAF. Sam was in between Patrick O'Brien and Stephen O'Brien, who 21st. And just to, on the other side then, Josh Markerlein and Brian Hoy. So Josh Markerlein is on the way to Mexico. John Coyne has Owen Tracy alongside him. And Josh, I think, is going to be seeing how things operate from the other side, um, which is which is a quite interesting concept. So again, we want to wish everyone the best who is in Mexico over the weekend, as well as West Cork. Now, this particular geezer hardly missed the show last year, but he's uh, he's after taking an extended career winter break. He's actually just in the door as well, and I think I think he might be eating the dinner. I don't know whether to actually bring up on screen here or not, but sure, look, we'll give it a blast anyway. Nestor, how are you getting on? I'm very good, thank you. I suppose Jesus. I better, I better be manually and put away my dinner. Who said men can't multitask? Do a podcast, eat a dinner. Sure, who else could it be on yourself? How are you, man? I am flying it, and yourself? Jesus, I, I missed you like a fucking pothole. <laughs> How are Must you? Be for I have seen it's been several months since our last confessions here. But uh, yeah, yeah how's life? Wild, how's hasn't it? it? Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, yeah, all's good. We had um, yeah, a couple of events done this year. Good events. Um, and uh, we've been out three or four times. Mm, so yeah, court last good. weekend. And I turned the volume up. Either you're speaking low or I turned it down, which is probably the latter. I'm, I'm only a quite chap, sir. Bishop's Court oh, last sure. weekend, Anthony. We were starting off with their fifth with Stuart, yeah? Bishop's Court. Like, to be fair, that, that, that's 50% of the guys that run the down rally at the Bell and Hinch Club. And, uh, yeah, sure, to be fair, it was a great day out. I wasn't expecting much. I was never in Bishop's Court before. Purely because that style of event just doesn't appeal to me. It's just bored the arse off you, who was my thought on it. And to be fair, I was wrong. I enjoyed it. I would go back again to Bishop's Court. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. We had a fun day. I think any day you're giggling and laughing, you know, regardless of the results. No, we were happy enough. We came away with a fifth place out of it. Um, those circuit type events are not really for everybody because 
no matter what, and we 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 were um, it happened with us even as as good a knowledge you tried. People catch people on it, and there's there's multiple cars on the track at the time, and it's not easy to get past. And I think you're always going to have that in a in a, in a track environment. I think you had um, Stephen Wright on one night even chat about it. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Would I have him as a round of a championship? Nah, probably not. But did I enjoy my day in Bishop's Court? Yes, I did, yeah. Um, yeah, they were, um, it was a nice place, I must say. It's a long yeah. drive then because obviously we left Bishop's Court uh, what, last Saturday about 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't arrive in Clonakilty for the Sunday record till 10 past 12. So it's just about six hours, including a 20-minute stopover on the way down the road. Mm. But, uh, no mishaps on bicycles or anything? No mishaps on bicycles this time. Um, <clears throat> mind you, the amount of people that were slagging us was shocking. Um, it was, yeah, it was no exception. But, but, um, so what yeah. actually did happen? Just what to have you didn't. There's all we, kinds of rumors we, going we, around. There's rumors that you knocked them off the bike yourself. Have a look. Why, why, why let the truth get in the way of a good rumor? Like, um, you've been wanting yeah. to do for a while, it's a we were chatting I think we're together about 17 years yeah, we're, yeah. We're, I'm only, I'm only must, talking of course I'm only I, must, I must um, I must chat to him to see we're, we're, we're together a long time and um, yeah it was just it was just funny he he stopped the, the pedals of the bike I said fuck I'm not even going to get into another way you have the pedals and the bike and they're across from each other well yeah. there was something wrong at the pedals and they weren't so when he stopped he got caught he in the ground the yeah, 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 yeah. If you're ever, if you're ever mountain biking, actually, that's the one sacred rule not to do because you clip a rock and next thing you're going head over heels. Yeah, so. yeah, it was, yeah, it was as, one of these bikes that I had never been on one before. It's the kind of thing the cycles itself. There was a kind of a, a Bosch management system on it, and you had a turbo button on it, and a quarter of effortless rotation on the pedals brought you like a hundred meters. And I'm going, Jesus, that's mad. You know, it was, mm-hmm. I'd never been on one of them before. Now, so. I won't go as far as to say it's just the ride of my life, but Jesus, <laughs> at least I didn't fucking fall off of the damn thing. Uh, where else were we since I was chatting to you last? We were in Midland. That was a good event. Um, that fast was a surprisingly event. good event. Pardon? A very fast event. Yeah, oh, very fast. Yeah. Um, I think, to be fair, as the roads improve in Ireland and the bogey times stay the way they are, you're just going to see rallies with probably a little bit more chicanes than than that we've seen in the past, just trying to keep the average speeds down. Mm. Um, which are a very good event. They had all the events set up on the Saturday. So all the... Can I just mar- pull you on something first, Anthony, before you continue, actually, because just on, on the chicanes and stuff, uh, was it stage three we were on or stage two? I can't think the exact location, possibly 10. Mm. But it was, you know, it was a long, long straight into 90 right. It's actually up on our page. We It's part of the, the highlights video I on YouTube. So. The, chicane, the chicane, what I'm trying to say is, was like you were back up to near enough top speed before you were breaking for the corner again. So it wasn't that the chicane was just before the corner. So what I'm saying is it was nicer to see it kind of placed there because it still keeps the average speed down, I suppose, wouldn't it? Within reason. Yes. Yeah, the chicanes have a two-fold thing. As you know, I do a lot of... Um, safety checks on the bins. This would be like two or three months out. And they have twofold. Number one, you'd stick them. If they, if they, you ever see a chicane in an oddball place, well, it's put in because the bogey tank could be an issue. Um, but to put them before junctions, it's literally to stop speed being carried into the junction. We saw the carry-on in Galway where all the boys going into the field. Like, we don't need to go into the debate of how close and all that came to, to, to something going very wrong. But I'm going to jump on you again, sorry, for a second. 
and this is for a good reason as well. I'm not in the habit of doing this, as you know, right? But we had Chris Island earlier, obviously. And mm-hmm. there was very little talk about how well the marshals handled the incident that was on their stream. But there was an awful lot of talk about how supposedly poor mm-hmm. that incident you're referring to was talked about. And I suppose this is just is just is that just the nature of Ireland? I think it's the it's look, it's like the press and like everything in general. Um everyone wants bad news. Yeah. There's only one or two journalists in the country will give you the accurate news. One being from Cork and you could count in one hand and after that the rest of them. Um yeah. I think it's a nature of it's like we you know, it's yeah, we we love bad news, we love tragedy. Mm. We thrive on it. Um and of course, unfortunately, with social media at all, and it gets painted and twisted every which way. But no, we can't change the the sins of the past. We can only drive on. But uh, as a guy, we were saying about Midland. Yeah, Midland. Yeah, was I'm good, sorry for cutting had, had it laid out. I loved a couple of little things that they had. Um, that during the event, say you had three runs on the recce, and normally, you know, when you come up to do your last run, they the, the you know. A lot of clubs say, no, that's your last run and you're going home. But I thought it was a lovely turn of phrase out of the guys in Midland. They said, we'll see you tomorrow now. Best of luck. What a polite way to tell you you're not fucking coming back for a fourth run. I just thought it was brilliant. And they all did it. So whether it was pre-planned or whether it was not, I thought it was a nice way rather than saying, you're finished now. That's your last run. You can't come again. Best of luck. We'll see you all tomorrow. There's no answer to that, like just yeah. you go home. But um, no, I I, am, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, the layout was good. The club were courteous. The town was nice. There was a good buzz around the ramp. Um, yeah. In general, I I um, I was happy with it. I, one or two things I think that the club, and this isn't for, this isn't to knock the club, Jesus. Um, because overall it was a very good event. But I don't think clubs are aware um, that they, they ran into a bit of difficulty on stage three most times through with timekeepers. Now, as you know, this is a recording team for years, like lack of volunteers, lack of qualified timekeepers, people t- thinking they're able to do it, but not able to do it, and so on and so forth. There's a myriad of issues. But there's a system out there for any clubs that are listening to us tonight. There's a system out there for a couple of hundred quid. Talk to Liam Hayes down in Munster Motorcycle and Car Club. He's the, the, the he's the he's the man that will put your club right on it. Now I know that I don't know. I'm I'm led to believe that Eamon McGee and Donegal ran this concept by some clubs some time back, and there wasn't a huge amount to buy into it. But basically, it's automatic timing, and it takes all the pressure off everybody. So literally, when you come down over the fly and finish. There's a transponder on the clock in the flying finish car. And when that person enters your car number to what the beam stopped the clock at, when you're when he enters in car one, enter. That does two things with the transponder. It's into to the stop car. So there's no on the radio on the phone. Hello, uh, Kevin Regan, finish at 1204.40. It's gone. It's into straight down. But it also sends it to Angus Seeley's or Rally Scores result system. And within the 100 metres of you getting to the two board, it already has your stage time cancelled. So in a, in, 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 a, in, in a laboratory condition, you could actually turn on your phone at the two board as you're slowing down. Your time is on the results. I think clubs should start it up at that. I think I, I didn't get an opportunity tonight, obviously, to root it out, but... 
is it 250 quid extra but liam hayes is worth contacting because i think that's where midland could have done with that big time um and your results are instant one of the the the, the more well-known uh competitor liaison uh, <clears throat> excuse me competitor liaison officers in the country pat shield a wexford man a lovely man and they trialed this at the Liam's own club event last year, the Car 20. And in two days, they had no query on times. Nothing. There was nothing to query. It's it's mm. it's 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 perfect. It's it's a fabulous system. And it works with either Rally Scores clocks or Eamon McGee's clocks, which for the majority clubs users. Now, to be fair to the Cork Motor Club next weekend, they have a similar system. Um in that it's an automatic time and i know they have a few little gremlins with it over the years but sure let's let's see let's look all forward to that working well one other thing just to other competitors that are on tonight and i noticed this above in midland when you get your stickers when you're signing on for ricky you get a sticker for each door you get a sticker for each quarter panel window and you get two small stickers the small sticker for the front I see them sticking it in the middle of the windscreen. They stick it on the driver's side. They stick it. They stick it everywhere. It's actually meant for the passenger side, so the timekeeper, as you're driving towards them, can see what side the passenger is in, where the time card's going out the window. So just for anyone that has to wear, I probably saw a dozen cars with it wrong, but that's the idea of it. Put it over the passenger's window, because when a rally car is coming towards you. And a lot of the suits are in a black material and they're in black seats with a black dash. You cannot make out where the steering wheel is when the car's coming towards you. It's very difficult until it's right on top of you. So that allows the timekeeper from three car lengths away to safely either cross forward or back the road to collect your time. So it's just a, it's just a bit of tips and tricks more than anything else to keep to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, but general general observations mm -hmm. that general have, observations. Have come about from from that um, <laughs> and just to be clear not not a pop at the club itself because you said yeah, it's been, it's, all, it's, been great. It's, it's it's kind of at all you know a suggestion for all competitors and a suggestion for for all clubs to do things you said one other thing you were saying to me to be fair a lot of clubs may not even be aware of this i know i certainly yeah. mentioned it to a club recently and i had no idea what i was talking about I went, wow. yeah yeah so just to, anthony another thing that you did want to bring up was i suppose a reminder for competitors to you know number one Use the tracking system properly, and number two, if there's a call coming from office, take take the bloody call. Fucking hell, yeah, I'd forgotten about that actually. Easily knowing you were me an hour ago. Come on, I don't. I'd forgotten about that. Right, how do I? Because I've no plan and done for this chat tonight. Now, okay. Well, I've, I've just kind of put it out there for <clears> you. We won't so, say we like, won't say the rally, right? Because I because no. I know because I, I know the people involved. We won't name names and we won't name we rally. Won't but name the rally. instruction is basically just to to. To do that, yeah, but I have to be careful. I haven't a lot of them doing this, so I just want to be careful how I order this. Okay. We came up with the word actually, was I don't know whether it was you or somebody else. Think all drivers, all drivers in this country think they're fucking top class. They all think they're the fastest, they think they're the top dog. And I want them to keep that phrase, the top dog, in their head because the T-O-P. Tracking. Okay, board. And what was the other one? T T O P P for the phone. So on, turn yeah. on the tracker, hit the fucking OK button. That's your first job. Before the car even comes to a standstill, hit the tracker button. Next job, grab your phone, grab your OK board, and get out of the car if you can. 
T O P couldn't be simpler. Well, could be probably. But <laughs> <laughs> what happened was a car went off in the rally. Mm-hmm. People in the tracking room are watching the next car approaching. The car that went off did nothing. So when you stop in the tracker room, your car turns yellow. It's black. Going through the stage, it's black. It highlights in black. When it goes, when you go below 10 kilometers an hour, it goes yellow. So everybody in the tracking office spots this car yellow. And they're waiting for the people in the car to press the OK button, press the block button, press the whatever button. Nothing happens. So they are now wondering and getting worried because they see the next car approaching at speed. Mm-hmm. And it turned out these boys that were stopped hit no button. And these boys here nearly ran into them. Mm-hmm. The first thing you have to do, hit the fucking tracker button. If you're blocking the road, don't fucking do like some people was doing. Take your, just take a breath. You, you're likely to have up on 30 seconds. Take a breath, focus. It does take a second to focus your eyes on the little switches because they are the right. Just take a second, but it's your first job. I'd even do it before I don't even check to see is the driver okay. Don't worry about him. Look up. Road blocked if you're blocking the road. Hit the okay button if you think people can get past and then get out of there and bring your phone. And the reason you bring your phone is, and it happened above in, um, at this event, was that the competitor. The, the tracking office is going to be on the phone to the car driver instantly, ringing you. What's happening, lads? Why did you not hit the button? There's cars coming in on top of you, piling on top of you. Tell us what's going on. So they're going to be ringing, so get your phone out. And another thing, don't have it turned off in the car because by the time you turn it on and it gets a signal, that could be four cars later that have arrived. They're coming every 30 seconds. So before, like what I would always do, put your phone down inside your hip in the seat. It'll stay there. It's fine. Shove it in there. And... Just put it on silent. So the minute there's an instant, all I do is pick my phone out of my pocket, flick the switch in it, and get out of there. But what happened was that um, the, the next scan nearly went into it. But then another thing happened. Eventually then, the people in the track office got to telephone the guy who stopped. He had his phone. He knew the crack. He picked his phone out. says, yeah, these boys went off, never told anyone, blah, blah, blah. So the broad, they, they then the tracker people then uh, stopped the event. So... There was a line of cars all stopped. So what did they start doing? They stopped 500 yards back from the accident and got out and had a chat. In the meantime, the accident site, where there was two or three cars gathered, continued off towards the end of the stage. Here was the club, and we were part of this. We were sitting on the on a line. Here was the, the club wanting to restart, and they couldn't because there was boys gossiping and talking about the time of day inside in the middle of the stage 500 yards back from the accident because they got the red flag. And they rang and rang and rang piles of them. No one answered their phone. And eventually, one man just saw the phone ringing in his rally car and picked up the phone and they said, would you ever fucking get out of where you're parked? We're trying to start the rally. But they're mm-hmm. saying, but the road is blocked. Well, it was seven minutes ago, but it isn't anymore. Get out of there. So... Yeah, just small little things. Yeah. Um, but they're important things. And Caroline, they're important things. The biggest well. one is when you're you know. stopping. I, I said, look, I, I, look it is, we only thought of it on the half. T-O-P. Everyone thinks they're the top dog. Tracker, or okay, keyboard, and phone. phone. 
in that order. Then you can ask your driver to see fucking breathing. But tracker, okay, board, phone. Are you all right? Drive on. Mm. Because you only have seconds. And the people in the tracking office can't. They are there. I, I've been there. And you're, oh, Jesus. And you're praying to God, like, mm. would he ever fucking, he or she, press the button? Is it locked? Are they okay? And you're watching the gap close. And you're seeing the speed of the car coming. And saying, oh, Jesus, lads, will they not press the button? And sometimes it goes down to they're three seconds out. Next thing you might see an okay button. or Because we don't know. Are they pulled into a, a laneway? Are they upside down in a river? You've no idea. Mm-hmm. They need to hit the button. Um, and, of course, you're laughing here. So, oh, we hit it. But they're not hitting it up. And then people don't take the time. Because after an incident, especially if you go upside down, you're very flustered. And all I would say is just take a breath. Because the worst thing you can do is hit on all the buttons. Because that has happened as well. Where someone just catches the whole lot of them and hits them. So we had an incident there last year where the fire button was hit, the block button was hit, the OK button was hit. And there was an SOS, which is mainly seen in the SOS button. The real mm. heavy artillery that and turned out the car was fine. They, they were fine. There nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with anybody. Mm. So just take a minute. You, you, you know what I said, take a minute. Take a couple of seconds. Just focus yourself. But your first job is deal with the tracker. Second job is your phone while you're grabbing your OK board because that's still unpleasant. Get out of there. Hmm. Um, that's fair. That's fair, Anthony. Yeah, it's just a tip and trick to to, to, to to help the thing going forward. Like Cork is a, is a high speed. It's probably the fastest event in the country. Very safe event, but a very fast event. Uh, hmm. Loads of grip in that in Cork. Um, mind you, last Sunday, the weather was terrible down there with rain and that. But... Um, yeah, as I said, there are only little safety tips and tricks to carry forward for the next event. But yeah, as I said, I couldn't think of a board. Someone we could all the competitions think of a better word than top. But we, you basically you need to do the tracker, the OK board, and your phone. There are the three items in that order. And if you can do it in under about three or four seconds, all the better. Because remember, the boy behind you, he does not know you're stopped around the corner. You have to tell somebody you're stopped around the corner. Hmm. Um. But yeah, sure, let's see. That's fair. Well, listen, Anthony, I'm going to leave it at that because obviously we're going to be doing a recap next Tuesday. Um, yes, time indeed. to be confirmed, but probably probably eight o'clock again, I would say, and it will okay. be done live next Tuesday. Um, so all I can say is the very best luck yourself and on your out in the Thank C3. I think you're seated, yeah. what, 11th or something like that? 11, so. 12, 12, I think, or 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go forward now. We haven't been out in the in the Citroen. Um, and it'll be nice to make the comparisons between the Citroen and the and the Ford oh. Fiesta with Stuart. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. Just, uh, I'm looking forward. Cork is it's a nice event. It, it, it I think we've always said that it, it, it does a huge competitor mm. involvement. Um, a lot of people argue it's the best event in the country. Full stop. Oh, it is. What is yeah, yeah. Does 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 and, and you know nothing is a problem down there. <coughs> They're helpful. They understand the needs of the people. There, you know, and there's there's a willingness in there to get the thing done. Mm. Um, and have a good community and a good town behind them. So, yeah, it, and it's a lovely atmosphere. So, yeah, let's just see. Onwards and upwards. Anthony, thanks a million. Great to good. Good. Find yourself. Good Cheers. Anthony Nestor, he'll be back with us next Tuesday with his segment as well. So that's where we leave it on this particular this edition, I should say, of the Irish Charlie podcast. Again, thanks to our partners for the year, SVS Productions, Tekken Tools, and to our two new partners, Rally Connection, and pft travel keep an eye and ear to our social media pages on facebook on instagram and on twitter at irish rally pod 
Uh, one of the things we are just going to announce now is that we are proudly partnering with Flying Fin Motorsport for their coverage of the West Cork Rally across the weekend. Eamon and his team have done untold work for Irish Rallying over the past number of decades. And uh, top guy, he's always been very good to us here on the Irish Rally podcast. So we are proud to be partnering with Flying Fin Motorsport uh, this coming weekend. So don't forget to check them out on YouTube. Hit the subscribe. Hit subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Very much appreciated indeed. And we've more news coming a little bit later on this week. It's all very exciting. It's onwards and upwards. Um, we are very much heading on an upward trajectory and really, really excited to share all that with you. So until next time, best hotel everyone in West Cork. Take care.